Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Journalist and Rappler CEO Maria Reza is out on bail after being arrested for cyber libel on Wednesday. We will look into the charges against her and specifically this concept of continuous publication or continuing publication, which was used to revive the charges against Reza. A warning to senatorial candidates whose pre-campaign ad spend was much higher than their net worth. They may not be covered by premature campaigning, but as many of them are public officials, they are covered by anti-graft and corruption laws. We'll look at the implications. Reports recently went viral of what was called the first sighting of a super-rare black leopard in Africa in over a century. But was it really that rare of a sighting? North and South Korea could be co-hosting the 2032 Olympics. That sounds like a win for both countries and the rest of the world. We'll talk about the hurdles in their way. Yan po ang mga headlines. I'm Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Journalist and Raptor CEO Maria Reza is out on bail after she was arrested and detained at the NBI on Wednesday. The charge against her, cyber libel, over a May 2012 article which said that former Chief Justice Renato Corona had used a vehicle registered under the name of businessman Wilfredo King. The story linked King to human trafficking and illegal drugs. It was published before the Cyber Crime Prevention Act became law in September 2012. Then the article was updated in 2014, supposedly to correct typos. Three years after the update, Kang filed a case against Raptor with the NBI. The NBI said the complaint was made too late. The one-year prescriptive period for libel had lapsed. Also, as already mentioned, the article preceded the passage of the law covering cyber libel. This was noted by the NBI. But then the DOJ, the Department of Justice, under which the NBI operates, allowed the case to be revived, invoking a new legal theory called continuous publication. What does continuous publication mean exactly? We asked Ted Te former Supreme Court spokesperson who is now back teaching at the UP College of Law. Continuous publication simply means that an article has been reposted again, and once it's reposted, it's considered a new offense. It's not a new concept, but it has never been applied to online offenses like cyber libel. It was applied some years back in the crime of rebellion and subversion, but not to libel and not to cyber libel. What did online, a continuing publication look like in a non-digital world, I mean, what? I mean, how does how does continuing publication work, say, for the platform of print of newspapers? 
that the continued publication would mean that and every time someone read that article, it's a new offense. That would be multiple publication, continuing publication as far as the print is concerned. No? But for live, but for online, it would mean reposting mm. or updating. Uh, so, so in, in the newspaper, for example, if I were to publish an article uh, in, in my newspaper here in Manila, and then I have a, uh, a, another edition, let's say in Cebu, then I publish it there, then that's a, a continuing publication. That's a new publication. Yes, that's a new publication because it would mean a totally separate offense, a totally new article as far as libel is concerned. But in the case of Rappler, in the case of Maria, um, are we right here that, that the argument of the plaintiff here is that nung inedit mo, that was basically a new, uh, a new round of publication? That appears to be the theory. That when it was edited, regardless of the substance of the edit, that is a new repub- that is a republication, that is a new publication that gives rise to a new offense. And substance doesn't matter, as you said. So if whether or not you change the context of the story, let's say to revise it, to place a correction, or if it was just to correct a typo, doesn't matter. That changes the timestamp, then then therefore that is a new publication. Based on the theory that I understand of the prosecution, yes, that would appear to be the case. That substance would not matter. In other words, this all revolves around prescriptive period, that you have a limited time to make a complaint. If this concept of continuing publication passes the courts, doesn't that essentially mean that there is no time limit for any potential libel case in the future? Yes, that would be an implication that there would, there would be virtually no prescriptive period for, for libel or cyber libel. If the theory holds, if the theory of the prosecution in the Rappler case holds, then yes, it could lead people to dig up old posts, try to file cases because there's virtually no prescriptive period, argue that it's been continually there, and so hope for a prosec- hope, hope for a conviction on that ground. Does this therefore uh, create the same dangers and the same perils and the same warnings uh, even for ordinary citizens? Yes, because libel can also be committed by ordinary citizens. We're all publishers. If you have a social media account, you have Twitter, Facebook, you have a blog, then you're a publisher of content. So yes, it could pose the same danger even to non-journalists or non-media. $2.4 $2.4 billion pesos. That is how much 18 major senatorial candidates spent on pre-campaign ads on TV, radio, print, and outdoors. That was from January 2018 to January 2019. The Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism also noted candidates spent millions of pesos more than their reported net worth. And so the PCIJ has this reminder to these candidates Under anti-graft and anti-corruption laws, they may still have legal liabilities for having incurred millions of pesos in pre-campaign ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Incumbents, re-electionists, and those who were appointed by the president may have to explain how they raised the money for their ads. PCIJ interviewed former election commissioner Christian Robert Lim about this. He headed Comelec's campaign finance unit up to last year, and to quote Lim, the fact that the net worth of these candidates could not support the cost of the ad spend necessarily gives rise to the presumption either the candidate has hidden wealth or these were donated to the candidate while in public office. Lim therefore stresses, under the revised penal code, it is a criminal offense to have received gifts by reason of their office. This is called indirect bribery. Close quote. A confirmed sighting of the rare black leopard in Kenya with photographic and video evidence. This was reported by scientists from the San Diego Zoo in the African Journal of Ecology last month. And it had media outlets like National Geographic and CNN all excited. They headlined it as the first photographs of the elusive animal in over 100 years. Here is photographer Will Bird Lucas, who collaborated with the San Diego Zoo team to get the photos, talking about his part of the expedition. I've come to Laikipia Wilderness Camp in Kenya to try and photograph something incredibly rare. I've heard rumors that a black melanistic leopard has been seen here. As far as I know, one of these leopards has never been photographed properly in Africa before. So if I manage to get some high-quality photographs of this animal, it could be a real first. Now, you may have seen the photos on social media, but was it really as rare as that? To be clear, the black leopard is indeed rare, but there have been many sightings before. There have been many other earlier photographs, some as recent as 2013. But what makes this the first confirmed scientific documentation in a long time, though, is the clear visibility of the rosette pattern of the coat of the African leopard. Because these animals are black all over, this pattern is not easily observed or discernible. But the nighttime infrared camera traps of the team in Kenya captured the pattern on the coat. The last time that kind of an observation was confirmed was in a photograph of a black leopard in Ethiopia back in 1909. So was this actually the first photograph of the animal in over a century? Not quite. Was it still a rare occurrence and a scientific achievement? That much cannot be denied. If that sounds familiar, it's because you may have seen this on social media. You just heard the North Korean cheering squad at the 2018 Winter Olympics. 
athletes from both North and South Korea competed in the Games last year under the Korean unification flag. The two countries did the same for the Winter and Summer Olympics of 2000, 2004, and 2006. Could tensions between North and South be further easing? This week, the Koreas are making sports history by being the first ever to put in a joint Olympic bid. Unified Korea is presenting their bid to host the 2032 Summer Olympics to the International Olympic Committee in Switzerland today. Korean officials describe the bid as an unprecedented opportunity for sports diplomacy to bring peace and stability in the peninsula. But North Korea must overcome hurdles before they can successfully co-host the Games. The bid comes amid sanctions against North Korea over its nuclear weapons program, human rights abuse, and cybersecurity issues. The Korea Institute for National Unification said a lot still needs to happen before the two nations, North and South Korea, can co-host the Olympics. This includes resolution of the North Korean nuclear issue, the U.S.-North Korea relations, and the acceptance of the international community. The bid for now still seems like a long shot, but if the Koreas succeed in hosting the 2032 Olympics, they may be the biggest winner in the Games, having struck diplomatic gold. Before we let you go, here are some things you need to know. Starting February 23, that is this Saturday, those going to Tandangsora and Fairview and beyond from Quezon City Circle should take alternate routes to Commonwealth. The MMDA will start demolishing the Tandangsora flyover to give way to the construction of MRT-7. The closure will last for the next two years. A Valentine's survey by the Social Weather Station showed that half of Filipinos are actually very happy with their love lives. And only 14% say they do not have any love life at the moment. Of those who are single, two-thirds are women. Now, if you're looking to date someone soon, take note that the majority of females are reluctant to date men a decade younger than them. But some of them might actually consider dating someone 10 years their senior. There's a new attraction in Iloilo City, the Museum of Philippine Economic History. It's housed in the restored Bahay Kalakal ng Inchausti y Compania. The building itself has just earned a historical marker as it was a trading house built in 1905. Entrance to the museum is free. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd also like to hear from you. Message us with your comments. Maraming salamat po. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>